being accountable doesn't mean you are necessarily doing more. Like it doesn't mean you're just grabbing, you know, everything that you possibly can in your like comfort or zone of accountability. It means just making sure that the things that you do, you know, with your family, with your friends, you keep a strong connection with and you uphold that. And if you need to reduce the amount of things that you're doing, that is okay too, because you're essentially saying, hey, I can't do these things. I, I can commit to this, but I can't do that. And that's also still, you know, in line of where you want to go with your accountability. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hi, leaders. I am super excited to be bringing a really unique look into Student Works Management Program tonight. For a number of years, we've been having what we call President's Club calls. Originally, they started out as, as you know, opportunities for our top performers to make Mexico, to make the President's Club. And then they just developed into veteran calls. And now they are year-round calls that we do with different people being invited. We always share the results and the recordings to all of our operators so they can get the wisdom, they can get the learning, they can get the takeaway. And we just had a particularly amazing call last night, September 22nd. So I know the podcast, when it goes live, will be a little dated. But the stuff that we're talking about is not dated. And I thought it would just be an awesome opportunity for our leaders who listen to our podcast just to get a real inside look of what we're doing. And so... The topic that we cover is accountability, integrity, and the power of a healthy and clean environment. I want to be clear, all the people who are speaking here are university students involved in our program, are young leaders. We had uh, five young leaders give positive focuses at the start. This program or this evening's event was actually co-hosted by Austin Trudeau, a multi-year operator, one of our just really, really high-performing people who've put together the call, organized it all, set the tone, and he just does a marvelous, marvelous job. Um, we've got Josie Makati uh, of Canada talking about redefining accountability. We've got Lucas Vandenbrock up in the greater Ottawa area talking about fall habits. We've got Conrad Smith, uh, the district manager in the East Coast, talking about the power of a clean environment. We've got Maddie Quirk, in Stratford, a University of Western Ontario student, talking about how she grew her first business by 300% with increasing levels of accountability and integrity. We've got Adam Dennison from the town of Blue Mountains talking about the mindset of a top performer just graduated from the program, and he's going to do over a quarter million dollars worth of business and, and um, huge, huge net profit. And we have a surprise guest, John Morgan III, the top operator from the West Coast this year who did $750,000 with a business. So it's just an opportunity to really learn and see what are we up to in the program? How will we get such incredible results? And you'll hear here, there's no conversations about painting. There's no conversations about window cleaning. There's conversations about accountability, about leadership, about mindset. And I know you're going to love the podcast. 
And um, you'll want to listen to the end because we, we keep building with more and more value. So you know what I'm up to is looking for another other amazing leaders. So if you know anyone, please send me an email. Connect with me, chris at leaderspodcast.ca. Send them to our website at studentworks.com or share our podcast with them, The Leaders of Tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. Thanks so much. And I hope you're loving our podcast. So uh, Mike Hall, positive focus from Mike. Uh, hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. So my positive focus for this week is to kind of reach out to uh, some of the employees that I had last year. Um, I've already kind of talked to a few of them, as long with Austin as well, uh, just in terms of bringing some people back. I kind of, my goal going in it was to bring them into, not just hire them as employees, but bring them in to kind of a program in its own. Mm-hmm. So kind of similar to what we're doing here with everyone, I want to kind of like uh, meet with them, uh, throughout, set up like a program to meet with them like every week, challenge them to kind of come up with their own ideas in terms of how they can get better as well. So kind of keeping them engaged in the program itself is kind of what I'm looking for. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's, that's great, Mike. Uh, so uh, we're going to jump now to uh, Noah Boldu. Hey, Chris, how's it going? All right. Fantastic, Noah. Awesome. So uh, my uh, positive focus uh, is in the genre of uh, accountability. So with school starting, I'm sure a lot of you guys kind of are going through the same process, kind of losing, you're not as engaged and, and you're starting to kind of fade away from the business and focus like to different places in your life. So in the past two weeks, I kind of went down that trend. And after a couple of good conversations with Austin, we talked about what it actually means to be accountable and, and, and who's invested in your success. And also for yourself, letting yourself finish off the season, not strong uh, when all you have to do is, is uh, stick to it and like put your mind to it and, and, and finish off. So, uh, this week, I, I've done a really good job on staying accountable with what I say. And if things do come up, because things always do, always keeping everyone around me who are invested in my success, aware of what's going on. And um, yeah, so definitely I've, I've done a much better job this week on that. And I'm really happy about that. Hey, well, that's that's fantastic. And, you know, remember, it's it's, uh, you know, I think really what what Noah was saying was, hey. What, going to bishops, having a bunch of fun, and it's like, oh, hey, maybe I got to call my clients. Maybe I got to deal with something. So it's like, hey, fun still need to be had, right? You know, what's our value? Work hard, play hard, have fun, and we can do it in a way that has, you know, screams integrity, and uh, you know, we're managing a really powerful life, right, and a really future, you know, focused life. So awesome, Noah. Thanks for sharing. I see Hannah out there. Hannah. Hey, how's it going? Fantastic. So my positive focus is basically I've just kind of jumped full force back into being in school uh, these past two weeks and basically just kind of holding myself accountable, making a bunch of new goals for myself and just kind of like staying super organized. Uh, Last year, organization was something I definitely struggled with, which definitely kind of made running a business second semester super difficult because I had to save my grades from first. Mm -hmm. So uh, just kind of completely changing everything this year, making some big changes, uh, just kind of keeping my integrity to myself and just to kind of everyone on this call. 
and just kind of doing whatever I need to do to accomplish my goals and just kind of starting this year off on a good note. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's all about just continuing to build those habits, right? You'll get mm-hmm. better and get better and get better, Hannah. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. I'm, I'm really glad you're taking that on. And remember, that's one of the reasons why our veterans do so much better. You know, typically a veteran can very reasonably grow 50%. And a big part of it is, is just that growth in their capacity to uh, just do what they say, you know, and, and, and that starts with, you know, again, as students doing your, you know, going to class or, you know, doing, doing the work that we need to do. So that's awesome. So uh, Liam, I saw you jump on. How's your connection now? Yeah. So my positive focus for kind of ending off the season, I guess, uh, kind of a, a tough client that was really neglecting paying me and has been kind of awful to connect back to me. And it was kind of getting me down. I was like, okay, like, I don't really want to keep having this conversation about connect, collecting the money. And so after a few conversations with Austin, we kind of come up to the decision of like not thinking about one outcome all the time. And obviously sometimes that outcome is very tough to get or obviously just not going to happen. And uh, with this person, I don't think that is going to ever happen. So just kind of looking at it from a point of view, okay, like what can I learn from this and how can I take away from this situation so it can improve me and my business coming next year or the year after that, or just my life in general. So my positive focus is really just kind of taking away more things than just one, just looking for other opportunities to learn from. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Like Liam, this is, this is happening. You know, there's, there's no good or bad. This is just happening. What next step do I need to take? And then what can I learn from it, you know, from, from this experience to make me even a more successful entrepreneur and leader? Just love it. Uh, great work, Liam. So um, we're going to jump to Austin now uh, as our final positive focus. Yeah, thanks for, uh, for introducing me there, Chris. And thanks for muting yourself, Conrad. I know Conrad's actually joining us. He's got a big share lined up tonight from his awesome. car driving from Ottawa to Halifax. So that's not a short drive for people that don't aren't aware of that. So I appreciate that. Uh, positive focus for me is I'm really excited about the team that uh, we're putting together for next year. A bunch of savages around Ottawa Gatineau. It's going to be really exciting. And just kind of looking for a sense of uh, consistency and normalcy for the fall. I just moved. And now that everything's kind of settled and unpacked, just ready for a really productive fall and first ever um, online school year, which is kind of interesting. I know we're all undergoing that. So that's uh, not unique to me. I understand that. But uh, it's really fun to kind of just have a sense of, I don't know, since since March, I feel like we've all kind of been lacking a little bit of consistency and it finally feels like that's there. So really excited about what's to come in the fall. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's, that's, that's great, Austin. And again, I, I just wanted to, first of all, shout out Austin for doing a really great job to uh, prepare today's call. And uh, we're still getting people popping on the call. So I've got the, the, the list in front of me. We're up, we're up uh, with some, some, uh, a couple, a couple roommates are here. So we're up, you know, into the sort of mid sixties of, of people who are here, which is again, really, really amazing, really speaks to who you are as leaders, who you you're committed to being. And uh, for Tonight's call, we've got Josie uh, talking about redefining accountability. We've got Lucas Vandenbrock 
talking about fall habits. We've got Conrad driving from Ottawa to Halifax talking about the power of a clean environment. We've got Maddie Quirk talking about how she grew her business by 300%, all around increasing her levels of accountability and integrity. I'm not sure. Do we have Adam Dennison? Is he confirmed? Adam is here. Fantastic. Mindset of a top performer, another person who doubled the size of his business. Um, And then we've got a surprise guest, John Morgan III, uh, the integrity of a leader. John uh, had a $750,000 or close to $800,000 business this year. So uh, at West, so he's going to be joining us on the on the podcast. And the one thing I wanted just to make a big, big request of all of you is this is the first year ever that we are going to have a a year with no classrooms. And if you told me, I know three, four, five years ago that gee, in a few years you're going to have a year where there's literally a global pandemic and you're not going to have classrooms, not going to be able to go on campus, I would say. I don't know how we're going to survive, not we're going to have our best year ever. And that's actually what we're going to do is we're going to have our best year ever. And that's a lot of it because of the amazing people we have on this line. But what we need to do is recruit a whole bunch of new people like the people here. And so first of all, in talking about that, I wanted everyone here just to understand that the space for that is we've already you know, identified 50 referrals in the process. So there's $50,000 going to largely the people in this room, but it's way more than money. I really want you thinking about what would life be like for you? You know, I'm looking at Malik, and Noah and Jimmy and Kim and Maddie on my screen right now. What would it be like for you had you not bumped into this program? How much different would your life be? Who would you be as a, as a leader versus who you are? And that's the space I want you to be thinking about these two requests that I'm going to make is, first of all, I really, really want you to sort of post, not sort of post on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram about your experience that you've had here, just what you learned, what you got out of. And then what about just simply picking up the phone and calling the three people in your mind when you think of who could really step into their leadership who really has a big future in front you know hey this week make three phone calls and ask people about this program okay and 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 again one of the things about really successful people is they're really good at that i'm really good at that i i I have a lot of success at that okay and i know you can too and one of the ways you can have a lot of success at that is giving it a shot and starting starting to work on that If you need some coaching, if you're feeling stuck, let's talk to your amazing DMs and they can help get you coached, okay? But I want to sort of step in in the middle of the call and just put that out there. Again, we all need your help, but you know who more importantly needs your help is those people you're reaching out to, those people who are going to make a difference. And then all of a sudden, they're going to see a whole different world that's possible because of the things that they're going to discover here, the things they're going to learn here, okay? So I'm going to slide it Chris, over. I just, to- I just wanted to quickly share one thing about what sure. you just said. Uh, I actually, before this week, needed some extreme coaching on that front about, you know, actually enrolling people to come do this program. I had an, uh, an I-1 with somebody that I knew personally, and it was actually their younger brother. And them, these two brothers are in the process of taking over their dad's business. And uh, this person just completely sold me on the fact that between school 
all their sports and working in this business 30 hours a week during school, that there's no way on earth that they could ever foresee doing this program, despite all the value that's at hand, there's just no option. And because there was a personal connection there, and I had a previous relationship with the person totally just bought into that and just, you know, was like, yeah, you're right, this doesn't make sense for you and, and was trying to and then sell Pat on on that, which, you know, for those of us that know, Pat, that just didn't work. work. Yeah, exactly. And, and what Pat made me see is really just that, you know, that's actually like 10 times worse because, you know, do we really think this guy's going to be able to go and run his dad's business with his brother for the rest of his life, having not gotten all the value from this program? Probably not. Most definitely not. And so I just completely let that guy down for not just going, Hey, you know, and taking a stand for him and just being like, do you really think that you're going to be able to just market, sell, and manage everything better, having not done this complete experience on your own first. And I could have just put my foot down, asked him those tough questions, but instead just kind of danced around it a little bit, mm-hmm. didn't get in his face, like politely, so to speak, yeah. right? So I just, even myself, had a huge breakthrough with that this week. So I just wanted to share that because I think a lot of people just think, okay, making the calls. That's what's at play. No, obviously, there's a ton of things that happen during the calls. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I love that. I love that. Uh, you know, and again, that's one of the things, by the way, as well, is, is you stay around longer and longer, and we're going to teach you how to have more and more powerful conversations. Okay. That's, that's, and that's actually part of what we're doing in our vet training program. So I'm going to jump to Josie in Canada talking about redefining accountability. Uh, Chris, I'm getting bombarded by texts from uh, Devin and Luke, uh, just with the name pronunciation. <laughs> they're making they're making fun. So 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 we've got Jose's and Jose's and Josie's. Close it. Close Jose. Jose, Jose, uh, but we'll, we'll work on it. No, no, no. But, and, um, and I'm so surprised Luke and Devin are chirping. That just shocks me. <laughs> So, um, but uh, I want to start off with uh, accountability and uh, I want to start off with the definition of accountability and what it means is the willingness to accept responsibility for one's action. So basically this has two parts. It's the willingness to accept what you commit to and also what you don't want to commit to, right? Because a client may ask you to do something and you might not see it as reasonable. So you say, Hey, I don't want to do that. And that's also being accountable because you don't want to end up in a situation that you were to do that action and then you wouldn't take responsibility for it. So that's something that's huge that I noticed at the end of my summer with my business and just things, how, how they've been implemented, you know, in terms of accountability on, you know, how it's structured. I have, you know, my Google calendar, Uh, that I kind of now, if someone were to tell me something, you know, Hey, can we meet up at this time? I'll look at my schedule and I'll put it into my schedule. I'll have notepads, um, you know, documented notes where I'm actually writing down information of what that person tells me so that when I commit that action, it is exactly what they told me to do. And, (laughs) you know, the reason you guys teach these four pillars in student works painting as well, uh, kind of to, to branch off on it is. Being accountable makes you a better person. Like you have better connections with people and they respect you way more when you do what you say. 
So these are really important things in terms of accountability and how I'm implementing accountability from, you know, besides business areas in my life where I see improvement is gym. I wake up in the morning uh, and I kind of have a goal with Austin to read a book for an hour a day, go to the gym uh, at least three times a week, and then make sure that I, you know, attend all my classes so that I'm being accountable and responsible for my action. And by doing that, people respect me more. I'll be, you know, more, more healthy, fit, and, you know, in turn, being a better person, having a better life uh, in general. Uh, and then the other thing that I want to touch on with accountability is, you know, kind of really important, this whole idea of making commitments. Being accountable doesn't mean you are necessarily doing more. Like, it doesn't mean you're just grabbing, you know, everything that you possibly can in your, like, comfort or zone of accountability. It means just making sure that the things that you do, you know, with your family, with your friends, you keep a strong connection with and you uphold that. And if you need to reduce the amount of things that you're doing, that is okay too, because you're essentially saying, hey, I can't do these things. I, I can commit to this, but I can't do that. And that's also still, you know, in line of where you want to go with your accountability. Fantastic. What I got from, from uh, I won't even say it, like, Jose, is that good? <laughs> like, is that going to, you know, where the chairs are going to come? Okay. Um, so what, what I got is that, you know, most people want to be their word. Most people want to be accountable. They're not doing the things that make them that way. Meaning it's taking down your calendar. Oh, I just made a commitment. I'm going to write that down. It's, there's going to be an alarm that sends up and I'm going to go do that. And I'm going to recognize how it's going to make me feel to be accountable. And I'm going to see how, how I'm going to operate in the world and how people are going to respect me. So I'm going to really prioritize it. Okay. So that is just so powerful. So I just love it that you're sort of discovering that in this program. And then again, next level, next level, next level. And I know that's how you're seeing it. So well done. Oh, my goal is to be as a, as a hundred percent accountable as Austin is. So that's, All right. that's my goal. <laughs> All right. Tough standards, but that's great. All right. So Lucas, um, full habits. Hope everyone's doing good. You bet. Uh, yeah. So thanks, Jose. That was great too. Uh, so if you guys are like me, I know that after I was done soon works, wrapped up production, everything like that. Uh, last, the first week or so, I was pretty lazy, I guess is the best way. I, I wasn't doing too much. I was kind of uh, sitting at home and, and relaxing a little bit. And I think there is a time to do that. And I think it's a great thing to do uh, every once in a while. But that's not what we're built for. And that's not what I'm built for either. I think anyone who kind of finishes this program, we don't really enjoy just sitting around doing nothing. And I do, we do need stuff to do. So it's just applying the accountability that we've been doing for the past eight months and just keeping that for the next four, whenever we're in the off season. And really it's just making sure you have your, uh, your school scheduled, right? Making sure you, whenever you hang out with your friends and you say you're going to be there, you're there on time again. And, and really, all the referability habits, all the, the big rules that kind of uh, that Chris and, and everyone else has been beating into our heads since, since January of training, or even before that, probably, actually, they're all based on accountability, being on time. You're being accountable for you're going to be where you, where you said you're going to be. You're going to be there on time, and everything's going to go well. 
of course, one of them just is like be accountable, being polite, holding yourself accountable to like your your actions, saying please and thank you, everything like that. It's it just being accountable and really, I guess I found it personally. I think I have really good self control, and I find it pretty easy just to be accountable like on my own. But it's just like being able to supply those and like not letting go and not being lazy and just like assuming that everything's going to be okay. It's just keeping what we've been doing for the past eight months and what made us successful and, and what's going to make us successful in this off season still being productive, even if we're not really running our business right now. And then it will be much easier to ramp up as soon as we get into January and we're starting to, to do our, our marketing and everything like that. So, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. I just love it. You know, and again, Lucas is pointing to what shows up in one area of your life shows up in other areas of life. How can we, you know, have Lucas double the size of his business next year and go to 200K. Well, how we could do that is Lucas starts performing at a higher level in terms of all his other habits. Better people are attracted to his business. Okay. Not that he didn't have great people already, better and more people. So then all of a sudden there's a new standard that can, can get created. And remember, our businesses only can become as big as we are and the structures and the support that are there. Okay. And that's why we're working on this now. That's why we're keeping on working on it. And again, I want everyone looking again at these fall habits at all the different things. And one thing that we'll tend to do is look at ourselves, you know, harshly is what we'll tend to do. Okay. That's what we do as humans. I want everyone sort of trying to look at themselves and just, again, uh, as I would coach you, oh, hey, that's okay. How did we do? You know, it's okay, Lucas. We didn't quite get there. And then just slowly, slowly, slowly building those habits, building that cons- consistency so that you can continue to make strides. You know, it's it's not like all of a sudden, you know, you can become a completely different person. It takes time and time and time. People dramatically underestimate what they can accomplish in a year. Um, overestimate what they can accomplish in a year or a month or a day, but massively underestimate what they can do in a decade. So just having that constant and never-ending improvement focus. So that's awesome, Lucas. Thank you so much. And now we're going to jump to Conrad, and we're going to hope that Conrad is in a good zone on his drive. So, Conrad. Everybody, can you hear me all right? Yes, we can. <laughs> good, because... I am driving through middle of nowhere, uh, New Brunswick right now. So I apologize if I, uh, if my call drops on you guys. Uh, so I'll keep it a little bit brief, uh, just in case that happens. But I guess the, like, you know, Austin had said, kind of talking about a clean environment and I'll just kind of say like, you know, the, the, the three main things that I really look at, um, is, uh, you know, first of all, just keeping, uh, you know, a clean space at home, um, you know, and, and the reason that that's so important because a lot of people, you know, messy room and stuff like that, and, and they're not cleaning up. And, and, and the real importance of it is just basically the fact that that disorganization carries into everything else. Like I literally can't focus, you know, at my desk on work if the environment around, around me is messy. Because I just don't feel like, you know, I'm, I'm at that level of organization where I know what I need to do. Um, so, uh, so that's the first thing. Second thing is, um, I'm not sure how many of you guys are the people that have, you know, a gazillion notifications on their phone. Like, 
I remember one of my operators like pulling up their phone in front of me and it was like 200 and some text messages that were unread or like 2,000 emails. Um, and I just like couldn't fathom how that happens. <laughs> you know, like uh, it's really important to just keep those notifications clear so that when you're seeing a new notification, you're automatically checking that thing. And, you know, I know for a fact, you know, some people on my team, you know, I'm sending out an email, big, bold letters at the top, please respond to this email. And it just ends up getting lost in their inbox. So, you know, what I'd really suggest to people is, you know, go clear out those messages, uh, first of all. And second of all, if you've got one of those emails that you're just collecting junk mail into, like, you know, you give it out all the time and you just all of a sudden you get these emails, you know, from, you know, I don't know, random companies, go and create yourself a new email that's just specific for your business um, so that you can have all that stuff in, in one place and you're not missing those things. Um, because the impact is is just really like, you know, um, that you're going to miss important stuff. Like, it's not like, you know, um, you know, work, even school for that matter, because a lot of that stuff's online now. Um, and you're going to be getting, you know, a lot of information from your teachers that way. Anything that you're getting in that, in that light is going to be super important. Otherwise, you know, people wouldn't be sending you it. So, um, uh, so, so yeah, um, sorry, I'm just going through a bunch of brain here. <laughs> so, uh, and then the last thing is just also just keeping a, a really, uh, you know, organized schedule. Like that's probably the biggest thing for me is, is, you know, really making sure that I'm set up for my weeks and, you know, I can tell you basically, you know, two weeks from now where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing. Um, and what tends to happen with a lot of operators, especially, you know, around this time of year is we're finished running a business and all of a sudden it's like, wow, you know, I don't have 40 hours a week. I don't have 60 hours a week. You know, I don't have this, this huge thing in my life that's taking up all this time. And, um, you know, you're really just dealing with school at this point. And, you know, I was even talking to some of my operators, uh, you know, at our max meetings on Monday, uh, you know, that, that have all this open time now, especially with, uh, you know, online classes. And there's not a lot of structure around that. So what I'd really recommend anybody to do that isn't doing this already is just really making a plan of scheduling your lectures based on when they're coming out. Like if they're videos, you know, I know some of them are scheduled, but a lot of them are just kind of, you got to listen to stuff and really making sure that you're adding a structure to your life that you're, you're, you're really following. Um, and then, you know, finding some new habits, some new hobbies and stuff like that, that you can put in around that spare time so that you're not falling into those bad habits of, you know, watching Netflix or, or, you know, getting into the YouTube void or, or any of that stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks so much. Um, so, uh, so, so, um, I, I, I really want everyone to look at again, how tidy is their room? How tidy is their kitchen? Okay. Are you living with roommates? Are you having conversations with your roommates about everybody pitching in and keeping things tidy? How's your, how's your, how's your car? You know, just looking at all these spaces, it, it is a burden if you are not keeping these areas clean or you're 
your group, your your uh, you know uh, uh, roommates, and you are not keeping it clean. So so it's totally something to be looking at. And I see Cam Shell was talking about a student works email in our vet years. Yes, you'll be getting that. Um, and uh, uh, thanks thanks for shouting that out, Tyrus. And uh, and and that's something that we'll be organizing um, in sort of November December as as our veterans. Uh, close out their season who are leaving uh we we we, we create new ones so uh so and, and I, so and i think chris just to add to that is just please. you know we're talking about integrity we're talking about accountability tonight and you know how, how do you keep your word how do you stay in integrity if, if you don't know what you're doing or where you're going or if you don't know if you're not organized in those aspects of your life right uh so, so that's why it's so important to, to be checking that email and, and have that schedule in place. One hundred percent. Just to jump in, the reason why I asked Conrad to share is I think some of the other DMs can attest to this. Like every single year that I've been at a Student Works Award ceremony, Conrad wins the most reachable DM. The office absolutely loves him. He, I don't know, like I don't know what he's doing, and and this is why I wanted him to share because. You know, there's no way he can be operating at that level if he's not just super organized, answers every text, answers every email as soon as he possibly can. Um, and, and you know, somebody like that doesn't come from like a messy or unorganized or unaccountable environment, right? So thanks, Conrad. Yeah, the 1,600 um, Yeah, exactly. The beast from the east. 1.5 million in business. And, and uh, you know, a huge piece, by the way, as well, is why does Conrad get back to people so quickly? Because he really cares. That's also something is, is check in on for you. How much do I really care? Am I putting my, you know, the office, my team ahead of me so that I'm just there? I'm of service. And certainly that's something that Conrad is. I just, you know, again, from my, my dealings with him, that's, that's how he is. So Maddie Quirk, just an enormous, enormous transformation, grew her business by 300%. This past year, Maddie, loving loving to hear what you have to share with the team today. Thank you. I just wanted to share about the biggest change for me regarding accountability, which was definitely my mindset shift towards the entire topic. So definitely throughout my rookie year, I wasn't very accountable to the problems I had in my business. I would pretend that either like things just happened or I didn't see it coming or I would just pretend like I couldn't do anything about them. And because that caused me to lie a lot about the problems in my business and not manage like any conflict really well at all. And at the end of my rookie year, I was pretty exhausted, uh, basically with all the stress in my business that I created for myself. And I sat down and I really reflected on every problem that had happened or that could potentially happen in the business. And Luke actually gave me this advice. And it's definitely my biggest piece of advice to anyone returning. So whether that be like painters being upset, the client being upset, not reaching your goals, you just want to be really specific on what it was and actually why it happened and actually understanding it. So for an example, it could be painters being upset, but it's also why could they be upset? You know, whether that is going over budget, not having the right supplies, miscommunication on like what whatever the starting time is or the job site you want to really dig deep on every issue that could happen in your business and make sure you really understand why it happened and this is definitely not something that's easy to do like it's not easy to admit to yourself that you didn't reach your goals or to really like actively listen to your painter who quit and really hear their side of the story on what it's like to work for you right or be listening to the criticism of your worst client and what they had to say about you 
And in these conversations, you want to make sure as well that you're not making yourself wrong that they happened. You just want to focus on the value that could be provided within those conversations and take responsibility within them. And after that, you want to write down the solution to that issue and ways to prevent it. So for me, by tangibly writing down every preventive measure, it made it really clear to me that any issue in my business could all be controlled by me. And this allowed like a huge mindset shift for me by truly taking responsibility in my business. It'll naturally allow you to be more prepared and proactive in all those situations and have more integrity as well. Because if there was a problem, it would really be like on you. And it changes my perspective uh, from like that year to this year to how could this have happened to, okay, this has happened. Like what are things I could have done to ensure it doesn't happen again? which will definitely generate more success in your business in the following year and really allow you to be in control of your year as well. And what that looks like for me is at the end of the day, like I chose to run $54,000 business in my first year. Just like I chose to run $167,000 business in my vet year because everything in my business was on me. And I knew it was up to me to be committed to my goals. And because I was committed to my goals, it really just forced me to do everything in my business that would ensure success. So like over and always recruiting, ensuring that I put enough time in my schedule to market, do eight point calls, but also have enough time to schedule estimates just in case no one picks up their phone or no one answers their door. It's like little things like that. And, and even just like remembering, this gets me all so fired up, but just like remembering, remembering the conversations, those painful conversations that you had with your painters about how hard it was for them when they didn't have the supplies they needed and then you'll make sure for your next crew they'll always have the supplies and they'll never have an issue because i found like it definitely is hard changing your organizational skills or whatever was the root issue in your business but it's way harder to live your business and your life unorganized i think i said this in like january vet training but you want to ask yourself like really what are you committed to what should you be doing and is it worth it and it is a lot of work and it's a lot of transformation, but it's definitely worth it. And that's my two cents. Awesome. What a fantastic share. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, I'm buzzing here. So, um, you know, I just, I just so love, you know, Maddie's first summer was just such a challenge, right? You know, we all know that, right? And just, just going from the safety issues and uh, like you said, the lying into no. I am 100% accountable. I am the cause, right? Like to be really at the root of all things for your world. And by the way, that's what it is. Doesn't happen. Why are your relationships like they are? Because you created them, right? <laughs> why, why are you the way your body is? Because you created it, you know, that's why. And so we continue to co-create and create our worlds. So I just love it, you know, and, and what enormous power that Maddie has in the world. Obviously she showed it this summer and she's going to continue to show it with that type of an attitude. So, so hopefully people, you know, are really, you know, tune on that going, yeah, maybe there's a real deep dive I can do. Maybe haven't, I know, I know you've all really been with your DMS and really talked about things and okay, what went well, but maybe there's more diving to go and do. And, and again, really into those unpleasant things because really it's it's you know i've had lots and lots of pain i hope people sort of know that but lots and lots of pain lots and lots of loss that creates success because again you own it 100 what do i get 
what, what do we move on from? So just wonderful. Thank you so much, Maddie. So Adam Dennison out in the town of Blue Mountains, uh, my hometown. So, uh, so Denny. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you. I wish I could come out here with as much energy as Maddie, but I don't think I have it in me. <laughs> but um, yeah, before I forget, I just wanted to kind of shout out Conrad, even for just sharing in general. Because obviously, as, as you guys kind of know, he's, he's driving right now through the rain. It would have been easy for him to just say, no, I won't be able to share it tonight. But, yeah. uh, but here he is, you know, kind of giving, uh, you know, giving his two cents. And, and I thought that was really great. Yeah, so integrity and accountability, definitely two words that I've heard more in the last two years than in the entirety of my life prior to that. And it comes for, you know, for, for a reason especially at this point uh, throughout my student year, student works career, just how important it is, you know, throughout this year, it became even more evident how, uh, how crucial it is to running a smooth business. And I think it becomes more important with more people, um, you know, relying on you. Cause I think leading by example and, you know, promote what you permit are both two very simple kind of cliches, but that are also very, very important. Because, you know, with, you know, when you get into the double digits of people kind of working for you, you need to set that example, you know, first and foremost of you, you want to be who you want your, you know, ideal employee to be, uh, is the way I kind of see it. So you kind of have to set the bar for your business within yourself. Another topic that I kind of wanted to touch on was, um, just with the more you have on your plate, I think, uh, being integrous and being accountable, uh, it shouldn't have different weights to it. What I mean by that is, you know, it's good to view, or at least for myself, it's good to view my word and my promises as, you know, binomial. And, and I mean by that, that it doesn't matter who I say it to, or it doesn't matter what the topic is, is that if I say that I'm going to do it, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I find it, it's good for multiple reasons. Uh, the big thing is, you know, it gets, for me at least, it gets a little bit confusing and stressful having to kind of weigh everything out. Um, but I think the biggest thing is your perception of importance or weight uh, of a certain topic or a certain issue might not particularly align with the other party's perception of, of how important something is. So I think it's kind of unfair to, to add weights or importance to, to certain issues because to other people, it might be super important. But I think obviously that's in a perfect world, you know, with, with a lot going on your plate, you will have to prioritize sometimes. Uh, but I think no matter what, it really just comes down to, it doesn't matter what the issue is, doesn't matter who you're talking to, uh, you just got to do what you say. And a couple habits that I, uh, that I do to keep accountability strong in my life. Uh, the first one I was kind of debating on sharing just because I don't know how uh, um, advisable it really is. But I think I, I've, I've noticed in myself that I'm a lot more accountable to other people than I am to myself. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people are like that as well. So, you know, a strategy that I've tried to do is just make sure that in every scenario or every important scenario in my life, other people are relying on me to be there or to show up. That way I'm, you know, a lot more likely to do what I say. And the reason I hesitate to say that is I think I'm a strong believer is um, in, you know, if you're not, if you break promises to yourself, you respect other people more than you respect yourself. And I think that's backwards. Uh, but it's definitely something that, uh, you know, that has to be worked on. But, uh, so yeah, that's a small tip that I've, I've kind of, you know, implemented in my life is ju just making sure 
that other people are relying on me and I'm being accountable to them because ultimately it, it reflects on myself. And another tip that is definitely not anything too, too extravagant is something I do before bed every night. Um, well, I guess it kind of, kind of relays into the morning as well, but, um, like most people, I make a to-do list of everything that I think that needs to get done that day. Um, so before bed, I like to kind of review the list to see what actually got checked off because really what that list is, is promises that you made yourself that you're going to do that day. So, you know, it, it, it's a good way of keeping yourself accountable to yourself because it's easy to let yourself go without any consequences. Uh, but seeing that list and seeing those things not checked off is just a reminder that, you know, you have room to grow, you know, being accountable to yourself and to others. And just uh, just as a disclaimer, you know, by no means do I think I'm even above a, you know, a seven in terms of, you know, accountability. But I am a lot better than, than I was, you know, a year ago, two years ago. Um, and it's important to just really reflect on, you know, how much room there is to grow and, uh, you know, just your, your weak areas. But yeah, but yeah, um, accountability and integrity, just, just super important to, to realize how, how important it is to, uh, to your business and in, and just in your life in general. Fantastic, Denny. So I, I just can't agree more. Like, you know, again, certainly people here are not saying, Hey, they've got it together. I am not saying I've got it all together. It's just not how the world works. And again, I think what I want everyone focused on is progress over perfection. There is no such thing as perfection. We're never going to get it right all the time. It, it just is impossible. And uh, I just love uh, what Denny had to say about, you know, you need to be the example. You know, how can you have, you know, really, really fantastic people in your company expecting them to have high levels of accountability if we don't? has to start from us, you, me, you know? And then one of the things that we, we talked about bedtime rituals, I just want to share mine, uh, Denny. And one of the things I do every night is I, I acknowledge, okay? So I, so I don't hold myself accountable because I do that through the day, <laughs> okay? So if I'm not on something, hold on, you know? So I acknowledge myself for the things that I did. You know, what I do there? Oh, I did this, or I did that, or I did that. You know, again, building confidence, acknowledging progress. Okay. And then the second thing I focus on gratitude. So every night, that's what I do. Okay. And again, no, I don't write it down. I just, before I'm going to sleep, that is what I'm going to sleep to. It's a really, really great habit, I think, that I've built in my life over the last number of years and highly recommend you pick up on that as a suggestion. And then I know. Austin wanted to uh, do the intro for our surprise guest. Uh, so, uh, Austin. Yeah, guys. So, we got a pretty special share tonight lined up for John Morgan. Uh, some of you listen to the podcast, know him well. And um, I just wanted him to share on a really, really important thing, which is obviously in line with this whole call. So, I'm just going to start this, just throw a stat at you. So, the fifth biggest business that was ran with student works east this year was by a fine young man named andrew cox and the size of that business was two hundred and fifty three thousand in in revenue so that was the fifth largest franchise that over 160 operators ran so that amount of business 250k no small feat in and of itself is the amount of work that john just beat the record by so this is just in another realm like he beat the previous 500k record by doing over 750. 
Mm-hmm. So this just doesn't happen without somebody being the most accountable and full of integrity type of individual. You know, we can look at this and go, how do you run eight crews? How do you have 400 clients? How do you do all these things? Like this is just inconceivable. Even for somebody like me, I just look at it and I'm like, eight crews? Like what? You know, and I'm just like, how does this even happen? How do, where do we start? Like, how do we go? Okay, we need, oh, we need 24 employees. How many interviews am I doing? How do I scale that? How do I split up all? And it's just a multitude of complexity in our heads. Like, how would we go run a three quarters of a million dollar painting franchise at 24 years old? How would we do that? Well, I think John's going to be the first one to tell you that it has nothing to do with any of the little microcosms that I just mentioned recruiting, marketing, hiring, any of that crap. It's just to do with, what his habits are. What is he doing in the fall that everybody else isn't? What is he doing in his day that everybody else isn't? How accountable is he? How, you know, is, do you think this person does what they say, says they're going to do all the time? You know, it's just, what can we learn from him that way? Because those are the things that we can start applying to ourselves that maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see a change, right? Like I, I can't just go hire eight crews and expect to run the business. And I can't just go find 400 clients and expect to do the same thing. Like I have to actually emulate the way of being, right? So this is what I really wanted to touch on here. So John, thanks so much for joining us. And I wanted you to, to share kind of maybe what you think is your, the difference between, especially for the fall, what you do uh, differently than maybe the people you're competing against in your turf or other operators. Well, certainly I, I spend probably more time just simply reading than the average person. I mean, that's, that's definitely a large part of it, but I, th- there's this quote that I heard the other day that I thought was just so true. And by the way, Austin, thank you for saying all the nice things about me. That's makes me probably inflates my ego more than I need. But the quote I heard the other day was that you don't rise to the level of your hopes, but rather you fall to the level of your training. If you look at my stats over the last six years, I actually haven't really done anything like exceptional. I've just, I've just been well-trained, right? I mean, certainly I, I, I hope to succeed, but I just am well-trained at any given moment. And so it's an ongoing process. So in the fall, that just happens to be the most time, or that's the time of the year where I can allocate the most time to my training. Obviously in May, when you have eight crews going or nine crews and, and every painter you know, is asking you for more paint or you know, some client is calling you because some, you know, some paint was spilt on their roof. I have angry clients, unhappy painters, people are wanting to quit. Yeah, you're not reading as many books during that time. But it's important to utilize the, the, down, uh, the downtime that we do have, uh, which is this fall. I mean, for a lot of you, you're going back to school and, and hopefully you're you know, studying things that are going to help you improve your business or at least improve your life. But for me, I, I simply just I read. And so what would you say for somebody that, let's say, isn't reading as much as you are? Like, let's just pretend that nobody's reading at all. Like just, they're not even into reading at this point. They're barely reading enough for school. Like how would you look at this and go, Hey, how is this something that they can apply into their life in the fall? What is this? How can they, how is this something that they can learn from you? What, where can they start? Well, yeah. the first thing I'd say on that is that, and I know this is kind of a cliche saying, but you know, the difference between someone who actually simply cannot read. Okay. Like they're physically incapable of, and the person who chooses not to read, there's no difference. So assuming everyone in this room can, or on this call can read, make that choice, right? Start small. Um, 
I, I, you know, I, I'd love to say that you just start off reading a book a day, but that's ultimately not what, what ends up happening, right? Just read 10 pages in the morning, right? Start small, start building that habit a little bit, right? Start planting those seeds, start watering that grass because, you know, even 10 pages a day is 16 books a year, assuming, you know, relative numbers of pages per book. So, and, and how many of you read 16 books this year? I don't know. I mean, in this group, probably a lot, actually, because it's like an elite group of individuals. But if you ask the random, you know, just off the street, anyone who's read 16 books, probably very few people, but 10 pages a day, that's nothing. You can do that. In the fall, uh, yeah. you know, during this time of the year, I mean, allocate as much time as you possibly can. One other question. And I actually wanted to, for the, I'm just going to ask one more question. And then I think I'll, I'll open up the floor just if anybody has any follow-up questions for John uh, before 10. Uh, is I know you're running your business year round now, so there's not really like a shutdown. I mean, there might be for a little bit, but it's not really an official one. But a lot of us on this call, like overwhelming majority of people, as you know, are just kind of in the process of shutting down. And then in January, they're going to be going back to to try to do usually a lot more work and, and run a better business. If you were in their shoes or if you were shutting down now and you were trying to gear up to do a million dollars next year, like I know you are, what are the things that you would be doing in the fall, assuming that you weren't running your business? Like what would be some of the things that you would be using that free time to do? What would you be doing? Would you be working on yourself? Would you be doing certain activities? Would you be, I don't know, like what would you be using this time for? I mean, working, I mean, all, all the things that we, I mean, I don't know if anyone really needs me to tell them what you need to do. Like I, I, I'm a firm believer. I don't think a single person on this phone call right now doesn't know what they need to do this call. Like, I don't need to tell you what you need to do, right? Like you already know you need to be working out. You already, need, you already know that you need to eat healthy. You already know what books to read. I mean, go down to any chapters, the business section is full, right? There's a gym within a quarter mile of you. I guarantee it. Okay. You have access to all the people you want. You have access to your DMs. You have access to Chris. You have access to me, right? The amount of people that actually call someone like myself, you'd be surprised. Very few. How many of you guys are calling Austin? How many of you guys are calling Ammer? You guys have access to all of this. I don't need to tell you what to do. You know what you need to do. You actually just need to go do it. And interesting enough, you know, always looking for opportunities to learn. Even just the email that Austin sent me that had the link on this, did anyone pick up on the absolute just banger of a quote that was on the bottom of that? I mean, the gist of it basically is that the world doesn't care about anything that you want or what you hope for, but rather your actions. I read that thing about 10 times just, just on, the, on the wait to get into this thing right? It's your action that matters. You don't need you. Everyone on this call, I'm, I'm sure has enough information. You already know. Yeah. And, and another Chris, thing I really I wanted to, your, I think that was Chris's email signature. I it was, it was. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. But I thought that was so bad. I read that. I was like, isn't that the truth? But I think the most important thing that kind of goes alongside that quote is that John Morgan III is not entitled to any success next year. Austin Trudeau is not entitled to any success next year. I'm starting from zero, just like the rest of you. Right, just just because I did seven hundred fifty thousand dollars this year means shit. It means absolutely nothing for next year. It means zero. What's going to separate me again next year is the action that I take. Next year's clients don't give a damn what I did this year. I mean, it helps. I mean, the reference letters and things like that, but none of that matters. Ultimately, I need to get back out there. I need to get in with my troops. I need to be knocking on doors in negative thirty weather. I need to put in extra effort and spend more money on marketing. It's the action I take next year that's going to separate me. And it's, it's the action I take this fall. It's the action you take. People get caught up in all the tactics and, well, you know, which book should I read? 
pick up a book. Thanks. Just so, go like, take the action. I think that's uh, very moving, John. Thank you. Is there anybody Love else it. that has any questions? For, yeah, we've got five minutes. For John. The floor is open. So, right. okay, jump in. All right, I have one question. This is like kind of related. Okay, so like your Inner Stoa podcast, John. Yeah. Like, are you going to make more some more episodes this fall, perhaps? I most definitely do. The thing with the Inner Stoa podcast is there's only so much that you really need to say, right? I still listen to that podcast, right? I'm still yeah. listening to that, right? I only needed to say, uh, be the man you need to be or be the woman you need to be one time. I'm going to re-listen to that one a couple a few times, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Love it. Love it, John. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for jumping over here and helping us out um, and really making a contribution. I love what you and Austin and Emma are doing on the, uh, the weekly podcast. I'm sure we've got a whole lot of listeners here. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's really, really special, you know, what's going on right now. We've got, you know, well over 70 people here, you know, on a late on a Tuesday night and, you know, for me, it's kind of fighting for our lives. And I mean that in a great way. Okay. Like we're not, we're not a threat, you know, we live in Canada, aren't we blessed? And, but it's fighting for our lives, fighting for the lives we want. And John's so right. There's no parking on success, success Avenue. It's like every day we go out and prove it every day. We go out and be what we say we're going to be. And that's powerful. And that's, that's, that's a, that's a blessing that we get to do that. We've got the freedom and, and, and everything to support us. And we're in this amazing, amazing group of people. And so I ask you to challenge yourself and I want to ask you to challenge yourself without the baggage. Okay. John Morgan that you're looking at now at 750 and next year, a million plus was not that person in his first year or his second year or his third year. Okay. So it's growth, progress, progress, progress. Okay. That's how life works. So, so I want to make sure that we're, we're taking this on and we're taking this on with soft hands for ourselves. Okay. We're encouraging ourselves. And then in terms of preparing, this was a really great job by Austin preparing this call. In two weeks, we've got John Cameron working through production manager interviewing. And then for the next two podcasts, one after another, we are taking one of the fundamental books, and it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Go pick that book up or go get it on Audible and listen to it because Austin and Kyle are going to do an amazing job and we're going to have similar sort of talking about it, making it real. One of our, um, Alumni runs the largest franchise of, of, of Dale Carnegie. I recommend checking that podcast out. It's just recently dropped on my uh, Leaders of Tomorrow podcast, but it is just really, really great work. And it, it's, it's fundamental wisdom. Okay. And then Jose, um, uh, <laughs> what question do you have for John? So John, you know, you seem like a very uh, realist individual. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just wanted to ask you, because obviously, like, we're all entrepreneurs here. Everyone has their goals. Everyone's, you know, mindset and, and focus. And you can say all the things that you do, but you actually prove it by your action. So, like, entrepreneurs have, like, this thing about them that pushes them to succeed. Like, a lot of people call it, like, their why. So I just want to ask you, like, why do you want to run a $750,000 business? Why do you want to run a million-dollar business? Because obviously, money is great. Anyone can make more money. That's awesome. But like, what is your why? Like, what drives you every morning? 
to be successful. You know, I wish I had some like super inspirational, like, you know, like Simon Sinek or, you know, Gary Vee kind of why answer. Yeah. But uh, I mean, ultimately it, you know, I, I just call it man's duty. And I talk a lot about it on my Interstellar podcast, but you know, when I wake up in the morning, this is just what I do, right? Like I want to perform and I, I don't have this massive explanation as to why that is, but I feel the desire to just perform and get out there and actually get after it. You know, uh, someone else had said, um, I think it was, uh, Denny who had talked about, you know, attaching yourself to other people. And certainly I, I feel a massive duty to the people around me to perform. You know, I really don't want to let the people around me, uh, down. So I, I guess that would probably be my inspirational thing is, is my why is other people, right? I mean, I really don't want to let my mother down, you know, like there's conversations that I have with my, my girlfriend, you know, like I tell her about, Hey, like, here's the life that, you know, that, that we can have. And, uh, I don't want to have those difficult conversations, right? I want to have that conversation in 10 years when I say, Hey, sweetie, like we're retired. Like, you know, we made it, like, I got that house for you, right? We can go right off into the, with our tandem bike on the back of the, of the Mercedes Sprinter, you know, van. Like I want to, I want to have that conversation with her, but the conversation I don't want to have, I mean, the one I really, really don't want to have is the one, you know, this quote that Amber actually hit me with the other day, it's so true, but it's, it's a, or it's, it's poem with the man in the glass. But I mean, ultimately the, the worst conversation is the one I have with myself because every single morning you look at yourself, like, I don't want to ever wake up and tell myself, Hey man, we didn't do it. Right. I don't want to tell my mom, Hey, all that hard work you put in, like all of those hours, all the hardship that you did, you know, raising us four children by yourself. Yeah. It was for nothing. Right. Cause if, if I'm not, if I'm not the man, that I need to be, then my, what does that say about my mom? Right. Did she do a good job raising me? So, you know, there's, I mean, there's just, it's just countless, right. I mean, all the things that my father said about me, all those things would be true if I don't become the man I want to be. Right. I don't want to let, I don't want to let the company down. I mean, think about this. I mean, I, a huge thing for me and, and one of the big goals that I had was, was to do 750. But one thing that people don't actually know is that the goal was 750 and the company doing 13. So I, I, I had my own goal, but I wanted the company to do 13 million out West. Like I want, I, I wanted to attach myself to everyone. I wanted, because I knew that if I performed at the highest level, I knew people would follow. I wanted to lead, but not only lead others, but lead myself. So ultimately it's a duty that I wake up with every single morning. My painters, I don't want to ever have that conversation saying, Hey, we're out of work or Hey, sorry. Yeah, I'm a shitty boss. So I, I'm not going to pay you. Right. I don't want to have those conversations. Right. I want to fulfill my obligations, not only to myself, but the people around me. I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. That does. Thank you. Oh, I think it totally does. Yeah, that's really, really powerful. And there really is something to going and, you know, trying to figure out your why or trying to figure out, you know, what stirs you or what created the person that people are here. Highly recommend it. And it takes a lot to unpack it. That's what I certainly I found in my life. But yeah, just a really, really amazing call, everyone. And, uh, and again, just, you know, we just got, you know, the, the sign in the Boston Celtics dressing room says, you know, there's a game to play. We have to play. We might as well win. So that's, that's just a great way to go through life. You know, it's like, hey, we, we got so many years on this planet. Let's, let's go crush them. So, uh, so again, uh, let's, let's, let's get everyone back. We didn't have a hundred percent attendance. Let's, let's go, you know, reach out to the people, your, your, your team members who weren't here and say, come on, get on here. We're creating magic here. So, uh, so yeah, thanks so much. 
hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.